0: Is Friday Game Changers taking your business to the next level?
1: Coming up on Kissy's Friday Game Changers. But then I realized that by growing a real estate business, I have the opportunity to train and recruit and spend time investing into leaders and entrepreneurs every day of my life. And also, can you walk in peace and joy? Uh, when things don't go how you expect? Uh, can you walk with peace and joy when uh, the industry changes and it dramatically is a blow to you and your family and your business?
0: I'm Brian Stolley, founding partner of Wildcat Venture Partners. Hey,
1: Tanja Lee here, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. I'm a leadership and mindset specialist for real estate and property professionals.
2: Hi, I'm Jonathan from Amplify. Hi, I'm Johnny Cole, CEO of payback 4 UK.
3: I'm Kenneth Haffiano, the founder of Jogwefa, an ethical fashion brand based in Ho, Volta Region, Ghana. My Friday is never the same without Kizzy's Friday Game Changers.
4: Hi, my name's Amy. I'm the founder and CEO of Goodloop. We're an ethical advertising platform and we drive ad engagement by using ad money to fund good causes all over the world. Have a big vision and tiny plans. I feel that as a founder, I'm constantly bouncing and maybe even simultaneously coexisting in the world of big hairy audacious goals and the immediate next email in sales in investor meetings it's always that balancing act getting people to give me money for the product i have right now and also getting them to see Goodloop's big vision of how we're going to use ad money to solve the world's problems, of how we're going to create a more meaningful role for advertising in society. I've learned that you have to be very comfortable existing in both of these worlds, and you always need to have at least a loose idea of how the two are going to connect. Welcome to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers with your host Kizzy Quatcher, a show for innovators and motivators, people just like you. Kizzy is the publisher of Business Game Changer magazine and the property investor editor of the Successful Women in Business book series and the best-selling Every Entrepreneur's Guide series. Every week, Kizzy and his guests provide you with the tools you need to take your game-changing business to the next level. Listen, learn, and innovate. Now, meet your host, your mentor, and your fellow game changer, Kizzy Quatcher.
3: Hello and welcome to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. This week I'm talking to Dr. Brian Simon, a serial entrepreneur who's made a career specializing in real estate marketing, advertising, land acquisition, new construction and mortgage advisory. Brian is also the author of the book, The Real Estate Journey from Dreaming and Home Buying to Reality and Entrepreneurship. I think it's fair to say that if there's anything about being a game-changing property entrepreneur that Brian doesn't know, it probably isn't worth knowing. In just a few minutes, I'll be talking to Brian Simon and uncovering his strategy for game-changing success. Take the phone off the hook, lock yourself in, and sit back because it's Friday. I'm Kizzy and this is Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Listen, learn, and innovate.
0: I'm Rupert Rickson, founder of Perspective Pictures, and I've been trying to change the game for 8,760 days. That's why I listen to Kizzy's Friday Game Changer.
3: Hello and welcome to the show. This week's guest, Dr. Brian Simon, is the dictionary definition of a game-changing entrepreneur. Seriously, if you look up the phrase game-changer in a dictionary, you probably see a picture of Brian smiling back at you and waving. Listen to this. Brian Simon owns a title company, Lenders Title, um, a full-service branding studio, Simon Studios, a real estate firm. Fit Realty, and a home-building company, Custom Homes of Virginia. During his working week, Brian devotes himself to helping others embrace the entrepreneurial spirit and shows them how to be successful at whatever passion they pursue. Brian, it's amazing to have you join me.
1: Absolute pleasure, Kizzy. I appreciate you having me on, on the show.
3: No, the pleasure's all mine, Brian. It's really good to have you here. Um, What do you think of the intro? See, we don't mess around, do we?
1: I thought that was beautiful. Very beautiful. <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> Well, that was that, that. was the end of the show. See you soon. Okay, bye bye. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Brian, Listen. Let's start from the beginning. Now, I know you started life as an academic dean at Tidewater Bible College in Virginia. Um, you were a, a professor at Regent University School of Divinity, and you're also you're also an ordained minister. How did this academic background in religion and theology lead you to an
1: entrepreneurial journey? That's a great question. Uh, You know, I moved here to Virginia Beach area, about 20 years ago and at that time I just I knew I loved training leadership I knew I loved spending time with young leaders and impacting their lives and so as I was doing my master's of church history and then did, worked on my doctorate and completed my doctorate in that last year I had started to play around with a little bit of real estate land acquisition at night and and I found that you know, when you solve a problem for somebody, you can get paid for it. Big problems, you can get paid big, little problems, you get paid little. And I began to realize that real estate had a lot of uh, a lot of things that if I applied myself, I would be able to make such a significantly more uh, amount of money. And my wife at the time, we uh, was pregnant with our first child, Ethan, who's now about 13, and we are, uh, you know, at that stage of my life, I was open to ideas. Where am I going to you know, raise my family? How am I going to provide for my family? I knew entrepreneurship was in my blood, but because I wanted to teach and train uh, leaders, I felt like that's how I needed to go. But then I realized that by growing a real estate business, I have the opportunity to train and recruit and spend time investing into leaders and entrepreneurs every day of my life. So in
3: reality, you would define yourself as being a problem solver.
1: You know, I, I learned way back and I'm sure many of us have that, you know, if you can solve problems in a repetitive way for people, um, you know, that that's the beginning of many businesses. And so... I was always looking at what is my how, how, what is my why, what is my way to uh, to to set on a course. I wanted to achieve great things, but I didn't know what those were, you know, and I just so I dove into that entrepreneurship journey and had quite a bit of success right out of the gate. So for me, it was easier to jump in and start to succeed. And the hard part was keeping it going and going through the challenges and the hardships of the business journey, Um, you know, with so many real estate agents and which are entrepreneurs in my mind. And each one of them will take a risk to dive into real estate Um, and then in the home building company. You know, you have to deal with banks and different things as lending changes and rules and regulations change. Those changes is where I found more of the challenge in business.
3: And this business idea of yours, presumably there were other people already doing some of the things that you wanted to do. So how would you differentiate yourself? How did you stand out above the crowd?
1: You know, for me, it was a very organic thing. You know, many times I say you find the best things in life walking backwards, you know, so I kind of stumbled into the very early days of real estate lead generation. And while other companies were spending less money on advertising because of the real estate market crash at that time, right about 0708, uh, you know 2007, 2008 was quite a hard season in these uh, this area that I'm in. And so that great recession, was I spent more money instead of less money, and I was spending money on advertising while other people were not. And so we had hundreds of clients coming through the business and created a tremendous beginning of what has now become a very uh, solid fit realty or brokerage. Um, and so that was many years of the journey, and but that's no longer what's new because nowadays everybody can generate or pay somebody to get them leads, you know. So I've had to change the business uh, throughout these years in different ways to expand the types of people that we draw to us and the types of real estate agents who want to work in our in our atmosphere and in our brokerage. And so there's, you know, and as business continues. It's just, you know, your great idea might get you going, but you have to adjust and change and bring in new ideas. And so that's what I had to continue to do. And so but the beginning for me, what differentiated us was, uh, you know, a great culture, good, community, you know, good fun friendships with the real estate group and the staff um, and the energy of a startup. You know, people get excited when a business gets going and does really well. Um, But then what happens five years later? That's, you know, at that point, do people get bored? You know, 10 years later, do people want to leave because they want to try something new? You know, so as a business, you have to continually uh, adjust and adapt to the market.
3: That's an interesting point you brought up there uh, about staff as well. You know, uh, the people that you work with, how do you find your staff? Do you have a set criteria? Do you hire people according to their personalities or according to certain skills they have?
1: Yeah, I definitely have found over these years and I've had, uh, several bad hires and I've had many good hires. Um, and over these years, you know, I try to be sure that we do do a disc, uh, personality, you know, there's a lot of great personality systems out there. Um, but if I'm, if I needed administrative, very gifted on a you know, detail orientation. Uh, the very worst thing I can do for my business is bring somebody into that role that lacks attention to detail. Um, you know, so little things like that have been a, a definite challenge in making sure that we bring people in that not only I like, but I want to bring people in that my other staff. Uh, Feel that they can work well with, that feel will fit into our culture and communication. And so it's to me has become more of a group effort uh, to be sure that my core staff are happy with the person I'm going to bring on. Um, And that way I have more buy in and ultimately I make that decision. Uh, But I like to have a little feedback uh, towards the end of that interview process, you know, by the second or third meeting uh and we do find that it's nice to meet a lot of people uh you know back in the day i would meet somebody and just see all their potential and hire them on the spot and over the years i have uh tried to say hey you know brian <laughs> you gotta gotta talk to yourself say brian you, you need to slow it down bud because You jump into this and now you're in this, uh, you know, a bad employment, as you know, can set the business back quite a bit. You know, if you bring the wrong leadership in, the wrong key players, it is one of the most damaging things to the growth of a healthy company. How would you describe your company culture? I would say that our company culture at this point has become one where people are not afraid uh, they're not afraid of me. They're not afraid of losing their jobs tomorrow. You know, there's a, there's a sense of we're doing it together. Uh, you know, that we all know the goals. We know that as a real estate brokerage, you know, we've sold over 800 million of real estate over the last 15 years. But we know that this year we want to make sure we sell no less than like 8 million a month. And so with that being our shared company uh, goal and what I've tell my staff is when we exceed our goals, everybody, can, can win. And not only just, you know, win because of a sense of accomplishment, which is tremendously important, but also through bonus structures, things to uh, say thank you to the everyone who works so hard to help us get to this uh, level of achieving our goals. Um, and so it's, it's one of those things that over the years, I, I did have to go through a very huge transition uh, where I had staff who had been with me for many, many years, and uh, they, over time, just began to become not the right fit for the company and vice versa. We were not right for them. And so being able to go through change and uh, to rally a strong group of people together. And as you know, that's one of the hardest parts of running a business is Being able to deal with emotional intelligence and inner relationships with the people that you work with on the day-to-day basis.
3: I'm just listening to you talk, Brian, and and I'm thinking to myself: This man is a nucleus. He's he's at the center of everything. Um, I can see you, if you can imagine, you know, astrology. You're the center, and around you, there's all these planets rotating around, and it all depends on you. I mean, you must bear such a tremendous responsibility, not just for your customers, but for all, also for all the staff who rely on you um, for their livelihood.
1: Yeah, that's been a, that was definitely some of the hard part. Uh, I would say many years ago, my father used to tell me, you know, and it tried to remind me that ultimately, uh, you know, I am responsible as the owner um, and I need to make the decisions that are right for the company to ensure the company uh, can stay successful alive and take care of the staff and the people. And it is is—it's a, it is a lot of responsibility. My, my home building partner, Kenton McClung, who's a class A builder and him and I started home building within my first two years of selling homes back, you know, 18 years or so ago. And, you know, for him, it's a lot of responsibility as he, he runs the home building company and uh, we spend time together every week, you know, talking through challenges and and obstacles. And, and it it is a constant uh, battle to be sure that you're preparing the company for the ups and downs because the market shifts and changes. And what you don't want to do is wake up one day and realize you have to go and and uh, lay off or fire uh, all the people that you care so much about uh, because you were not watching the cash flow or you were not watching the changes in technology. You were not watching what was making you money and what might be losing you money. You know, And that's that's an ongoing process because. We live in such a a dynamically changing world.
3: It's amazing, isn't it, how quickly things change. I, I was talking to a good friend of mine a couple of months ago, and I was saying to them, you know, 30 years ago, when a new technology was introduced, we had time to get used to it, and we had time to understand every nuance of how it worked. But now it seems as though things are just moving along so quickly that the moment you take your eyes off the ball, it's moved so far ahead already.
1: That is so true. And I've just experienced that in the last two years, actually, was, you know, I saw that that the real estate industry was changing so rapidly that even though I had invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into my own in-house client management system and lead technology, um, I decided. That because the, the rapid change was happening beyond anything I could, it would take me millions of dollars, hundreds of millions to catch up with what had just happened in just a small period of time. And so we partnered with two great companies and connected our systems and now we have like artificial intelligence that provides, uh, it's like giving every, all 70 of our real estate agents a personal assistant that works for them night and day. And, you know, it, it's one of those things that, you know, by being able to recognize and say, wow, do I have to, uh you know things I might have worked hard on the you know over the years you know there's a time seasons change and so must i you know like i say in the real estate journey you know it's it's seasons change and so must i and i must change the organization as things change um and be sure that we are staying ahead and not you know you can you can wake up and find very quickly like you were saying technology changes um, things like artificial intelligence and and, and computer learning, uh, big data collection and the analyzation of data. Um, there are companies that we would have had to pay tens of thousands of dollars and now we would only pay them a small amount of money. You know, so the good thing is, is what would have cost enormous amounts of money is now many times very cheap. And it's because a lot of companies are going with a more scalable model where they sell across the country, across the world, you know, and so they're able to provide higher level technology at a lower cost. And so that is a benefit to us as business owners if we utilize it and and know what is the right ones for us at different seasons. I
3: think that business owners, entrepreneurs and managers fall into two very distinct camps um, when we're talking about AI and we talk about AI a lot. So there's the one camp that says, AI is going to transform business. It's going to make everything so much easier for us. And there's the other camp that says AI is going to destroy business because it's going to replace us so that we won't have any work to do. How is AI, in your your opinion, Brian, how is AI going to impact the property business in the years to come?
1: You know, just from my experience, and we've only been in this new setup with our newer connections for about four months. And in four months, I can say that it's begun to revolutionize my business and the agents at the business, which is what the business is all about. Um, You know, so the artificial intelligence, uh, they are... Uh, communicating with our clients. They're texting, uh, they're analyzing the consumer's behavior and sending them properties that very well will fit their needs as soon as they hit the market. You know, in the past, our real estate agents would have so much busy work. They were just so busy with, you know, doing email follow-ups and doing text follow-ups and doing this follow-up and doing that follow-up. Well, you bring a nice little hunk of artificial intelligence in and it begins to do some of that for them. It actually frees them up with their time to make more money, to serve their clients better and to uh, just ultimately sell more homes. And so for, I think a lot of it is where is it going to be applied and so for us, it's leveraging our agents time and giving them more time to be with family or more time to sell more houses or you know how they want to spend their time instead of busy work that can be done through something that continues to learn on its own. Um, so it's for us, it's been really great. Uh, and I, yeah, I look forward to seeing I could definitely see negatives. Uh, I've experienced some negatives. Uh, but not in my industry as of yet. For us, it's only been a... true leverage of time and money.
3: I like that a positive note. So artificial intelligence could help us leverage the agent's time so they can spend more time with their family and friends, which is always a good thing. Um, but hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break and come back to our conversation in a few minutes. This week's boss star is Priscilla Silcock or better known as her performing name, Sophia. Now Sophia is a heart centered Australian burlesque author, entrepreneur I love that Australian burlesque author entrepreneur singer and songwriter and teacher who believes in positivity and I tell you what with a job description like that I'm feeling positive already. Safira is the founder of Safira Showgirls an academy that empowers women through self-expression and she's also the driving force behind the Ibiza burlesque Festival. I haven't been to Ibiza, but I suspect I may be popping to say hello to her sometime soon. In her spare time, Safire is also an incredibly talented musician. Here she is performing a track I heard last week and I just can't get it out of my head. It's called Mind Talk. Have a listen. Yeah.
0: with Kizzy's Friday Game Changers by emailing FridayGameChangers at email.com and follow us on Twitter by searching for Kizzy's Friday Game Changers.
1: Raise in, and I'm here with you on Kizzy's Friday Game Changer.
0: Kizzy's Friday Game Changer, Book of the Week.
2: G'day, this is Jeremy Britton from 24hourwealthcoach.com. I've had over a dozen startup businesses in the last 25 years and one of my startup businesses I actually started with $5,000 on a borrowed credit card and a few years later sold it for six figures. I recommend all business owners who I coach to actually read the book hot frog, cool frog, because it actually changes the mindset. It's a child story written for adults. It's filled with post-hypnotic suggest- suggestion, neurolinguistic programming, and actually gets to the subconscious mind of business owners. Most business owners that I know are working far too many hours in their business. They're doing everything, and you really need to be in the mind of an entrepreneur so that you can actually have your business to give you more life and it's hard to change the programming if you've grown up as the child of employees or taught by employees at school to think like an entrepreneur and actually have that business where you can walk away from it for a week or you can actually sell the business if you want to and someone else will want to buy that so i recommend the book hot frog cool frog i recommend that people read it five six seven eight times to get it in there change their mindset and stop being a business owner who's actually owned by the business and start becoming an entrepreneur who can actually have a lifestyle and possibly sell the business or walk away from the business if they so choose.
3: Welcome back. Before the break, you're listening to Mind Talk by Sophia, and I'm in the studio talking to game changing entrepreneur Dr. Brian P. Simon. Brian, we're at my favorite part of the show, a section we call Past, Present, and Future. What it means is that I'm going to ask you three questions about your business past, your business present, and your business future. If we get this right, the answers will give us a unique insight into the mind of game changer. Brian P. Simon. Are you game?
1: I'm game. Bring it on, Kizzy.
3: That's fantastic. As always, you've got to imagine you can hear a clock ticking in the background. That, of course, is the sound of time passing by second after second. Imagine yourself travelling back in time to meet the young Brian Simon just starting out on his entrepreneurial journey. The young Brian asks you for one piece of advice, one strategy that will help him grow his business. What would you tell him? That's a packed
1: question. Do I have an hour just for that one, man? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I would say that uh, count the cost, knowing the details, making sure that you have clear goals and try to estimate the time well. Um, I know for me, I made a lot of misestimations of time. Things I thought would only take me a very short period of time, like six months, were actually one year goals is what they needed to be. And so I put myself under more pressure, my staff under more pressure than any of us needed to be because with more details, we would have realized that was an unrealistic goal. And so having realistic goals and accepting uh, that you're human and humans cannot work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, um, it just doesn't work. And so you have to be realistic and uh, count the cost as you make your goal.
3: I was just thinking that, um, isn't there a, a thought here that if you were aware of just how difficult and how long things would take in order to work, is there a chance that you probably wouldn't do those things?
1: It's interesting you ask that. I think I just had this conversation with my home building partner within the last week. Uh, We asked ourselves, you know, we thought we would be building 30 homes a year about 12 years ago. You know, and here we are. It's been 12 more years. And we are only now, you know, last year and this year achieving the goal. And we never dreamed it would be such a hard, long battle. Uh, We did not. uh, You know, but for us, I think that we are glad that we did. Had I known how how hard it was going to be. And how many people would hurt me and try to damage my business over a period of fifteen years? Um, it's good that I didn't know it because I'm not sure if I if I would have done it. <laughs> Being a professor at a university might not have been as bad as I thought.
3: No, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know,
1: you for I'm here. I'm glad we did. I I know that I developed as a as a person uh, so much. I mean, just what a. You know, what a character development challenge that I set on a course with and so now to be here and to now just our goal is to maintain uh, the level that we are with very small growth um, so that we don't grow too quickly. Because over the years, you know, I found that if you grow too quickly, that can also be damaged.
3: And I think there's um, a philosophical line here. I'm, I'm going to be philosophical for a minute. And I'm going to say that sometimes when you're on a difficult journey, um, it's not what you get as a result. It's who you become as a result of that journey.
1: Do you think? Yeah, and that was one of the core things I think I walked away when I got my doctorate at Regent was, was that formational level of a leader is is so vitally important to be able to walk and live a healthy, balanced you know, life, not just balanced like your time, but more in a, can you walk in peace and joy when all the crap's hitting the fan? Can you walk in peace and joy uh, when things don't go how you expect? Uh, can you walk with peace and joy when uh, the industry changes and it dramatically is a blow to you and your family and your business? Uh, and I think that's, where I have continued to challenge myself that, you know, I don't always end up with the success of a pile of cash for every challenge, but I sure do grow and change and I'm more prepared uh, and I can handle a whole lot more hardship, you know, in business than I used to. I mean, my capacity has grown dramatically. Things that would keep me up for nights after nights don't even bother me anymore, you know? So some of that is the development of capacity, uh, through the many challenges uh, of the of the twenty years,
3: you sound as though you you even surprise yourself at your capacity for resilience.
1: Yeah, every now and then, when I'm talking to people that are not in business or they're, uh, you know, I, I realize how crazy I must sound to them. You know, borrowing millions of dollars from banks, and building these custom homes on land that we don't yet own and, uh, you know, growing a real estate brokerage with it's very expensive to have a couple of these businesses, you know, that I have are very expensive businesses. So you're just, you know, they look at me like, dude, you're crazy. Why, what are you doing? Oh my Lord. <laughs> you, know, <I> say, <laughs> you know, well, it's the business I landed in and th- this is what it takes to be in business of this type.
3: And of course, when you're taking the risk, they call you crazy, but when the risk pays off, they call you for advice, don't they?
1: <laughs> That's right. They either call you lucky, or they call you for advice.
3: Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, makes perfect sense. Right. Let's let's move over then into the present. Brian, you've sold over a billion dollars in in real estate. You've built or renovated or resold over two hundred homes in the last ten years. To most people, you've achieved most of the goals that anyone can imagine. What motivates you now?
1: What do you want? I really, you know, it's, it's a year over year, uh, you know, that accumulation of sales and those different experiences, uh, leading groups and doing, uh, bringing that type of volume and experiencing good renovations, bad renovations, good builds, bad builds, you know, where I'm at right now, is I just want my business Fit Realty and Custom Homes Virginia with my partner Kenton uh, and Simon Studios with my partner Ethel De La Cruz. I want them to be uh, stable and steady and be able to have cash in the bank uh, prepared for the fact that things will change. I don't wanna disband my staff or my agents or our goals because we go through a one year market shift. I want to, you know, being that I don't have uh, hundreds of millions of dollars piled in the bank, like with hedge fund money and all that type of thing. You know, for me, my goal is very simple, which is continue to provide a stable environment for success and have people around me that I enjoy being with. Because I went a few years where I let my business be uh, filled with some people I didn't really enjoy being with and so I'm very thankful right now that I have a staff and a group of agents that are pleasant to work with you know you hit hard times but they're a, it's it's an enjoyable group and I've and I realized that I don't ever have to let myself uh, allow my Uh, company or my staff or my agents to uh, to be a poisonous or to bring, uh, you know, yuckiness or division into my company that I can be a stronger leader. Uh, than I had been uh, through some of those seasons while I allowed that to happen. And so knowing that I have the power to make that change and to uh, hold my staff and my group to a higher standard of valuing people, valuing the client, valuing each other, you know, the human uh, reality that people matter. It's not just about chasing the dollar and, uh, you know, to maintaining a healthy culture, Uh, And just a stable. I want stability um, and a level of security that is uh, that is brought through the strength of money in the bank uh, and strong relationships with uh, my partners and the people who work in each entity.
3: Brian, you you sound like a contradiction. You sound like a a contradiction uh, as an entrepreneur, because on the one hand, you said a couple of times that one of the things that you're really keen on achieving is a level of stability. In fact, you said you wanted to continue to provide a stable environment for yourself and for your business partners. But we both know that one of the, uh, one of the, issues of being a game-changing entrepreneur is that you are constantly facing uncertainty.
1: Are you comfortable with uncertainty? I would say that uncertainty is, uh, you know, for example, with the home building, you know, we can choose to always rely on banks to lend us money to build houses, uh, or we can try to remove uncertainty because banks change, you know, banks change. Yeah. Uh, What you know, they might be happy to give you a few million dollars today, but, you know, next year they might decide the market's changing or they are they merged with some other random bank and they no longer provide that type of uh, mortgage services or whatever. So, you know, so knowing we can take control of what we can, uh, you know, what we can work towards uh, having other ways to finance our home builds and things. Or, you know, we just do we do we take the control that we are able to? And some things you just can't control and accepting the fact that we can't control every part of the business because it's affected by the economy and its international uh, impacts of interest rates and, and dynamics in the marketplace. So I'm not comfortable with it, but I've I've learned to live with it and I've learned to. Uh, You know, press into the fear and the uh, uh, of the reality that outside things impact what's happening. I could be doing everything right. Outside factors can damage my business. But there are tangible things that I could do, you know, today, tomorrow and every day that will help me to be prepared for uh, the things I had the ability to control, to change to bring into the system
3: yeah i guess that makes sense so we can't control everything but there are some things we can control and if we if we can then we should do whatever we can to control those those factors
1: yeah it really is so much is looking ahead you know it's it's uh my business partner and i go away twice a year for 10 days and we lock ourselves in a house we put whiteboards on every wall we look at every month we look out into the years and we, we say, what can we do to secure these next two years? What what, changing, what is changing? What is happening? Are builders becoming more advanced in technology? Are prices of lumber going to go up because of this economic uh, thing that's happening, whether it's an election? Whether, you know? So it's, what can we control? And then we just have to accept, that's all we can control. Now we just have to walk. and as, And even when chaos comes, surprises come, you just deal with them as you go and you just you you let the capacity grow inside of you uh, to be able to walk on water a little bit. You know, Because sometimes you just got to walk, have faith and believe in your business, believe in yourself. Very wise words. Let's let's go into the future, Brian. Let's go 100 years
3: from today. How would you like to be remembered?
1: I would love that that, uh, you know, the book, The Real Estate Journey that I really put my heart into will have encouraged many business people to stay in business or to get into business. Um, You know, for me, that was, you know, I saw that as a legacy thing to do the real estate journey book. Um, I would love to see the home building company still be here when I'm not. Um, And the home building company is so neat now to drive through neighborhoods. You know we've built so many homes over these years and i drive on the way to my house i see so many homes that we've built that me and my partner that he has uh built and we have we've changed the community you know so many neighborhoods we drive into they look different now than they used to because we build beautiful custom homes uh, and then on the brokerage fit realty side i would hope that it survives when i'm gone um, whether that's uh, my kids or whether that is, uh, you know, another way that I have continued to, uh, you know, that after I pass, I somehow uh, allowed fit reality to continue without me. That it had enough leadership. That it had enough strength. Uh, that it can be game changing. That it can have leaders that are continuing to carry the vision of empowering real estate agents to. Uh, significantly increase and maintain a a higher income level than what they could do with other companies. Um, you know, so there's a a hope to see a continuation, um, in our our homes. I love that they'll still be there. Um, you know after I'm long gone
3: well if the passion and the energy you bring to your work is any indication Brian I have a strong suspicion that you're not just going to hit those goals but you're going to exceed them um I've just been told that uh, we have gone past our allotted time surprise surprise so um what I would like to suggest Brian is that we touch base again in a few months time and perhaps do a part two to this interview what do you reckon
1: I think that'd be really great I've been reading the book that that you put together running your own business and it's just packed full of so many uh, great business uh, thoughts and concepts and anytime we can connect i would love it kizzy so thank you so much thank
3: you well brian's incredibly inspiring story is a great reminder that the purpose of life is it's not to be happy it's to be useful to be honorable to be compassionate to have it make some difference that you've lived and lived well It's a lesson that game changers like Brian are teaching us every day. Listen, learn and innovate. Playing us out is Safira and this track's called Facing My Demons. See you next week right here on Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. (laughs)
1: In. Hi, I'm Jamie Martin
2: from Ideal Shopping Direct.
4: I'm Kate Bell, founder of Zip Us In.
2: Hi, my name is Erik Aide I'm a co-founder of Seaborg Technologies.
0: Hi, I'm Katie Farrell, transformation coach, founder of the Catalyst for Life. Hey
3: everybody, I'm
1: David Frangioni, CEO and co-founder of All Access IDA, Inspire and Develop Artists, and you're listening to Kizzy's Friday Game Changer.
0: Check it out. <laughs> Get in touch with Kizzy's Friday Game Changers by emailing Friday Game Changers at email.com and follow us on Twitter by searching for Kizzy's Friday Game Changers.
4: Face on my Game changer show, game changer show, game changer show. Uh-oh.